Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Georgia Alfredas. And I'm Dave Matthews, and this is What's Next Wall Street. This is a show about winning trades. We want to sh- help you learn about trading in a fun, entertaining, and most importantly, a useful way. Yes, sirs. So what we're going to do is talk about all the hot new trending products and services that you not only want to use, but also possibly invest in. We'll also cover the fundamentals of those companies to make you an informed trader and make it easier to target investment potential. Plus, We'll share our thoughts on where the charts and indicators say a particular stock is going. Uh Uh-huh. All this info can help you create a tailored trade plan and help you stay up to speed on what's next on Wall Street so that all you have to do is stack stack your gains. And you can email us at www.optionsplayers.com or hit us up on social media at what's next Wall Street, just like down below with your questions. We can also direct you to instructors and experts over at Options Players who dig into those trading fundamentals. You can even watch this episode on the Options Players YouTube channel or listen on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Okay, so a lot of people want to know how does the Robinhood app make money? And what are their potential downfalls if you invest in their stock? Because they've had some lawsuits around how quickly or specifically how slowly Mm -hmm. they execute trades. Now, selling client pre-trade information is illegal in parts of Europe. Plus, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission may also make this pre-crime style of data sales illegal, which is how they're making their money. So what does this mean for the company in regard to their potential revenue? Let's ask Greg Krauss, lead instructor at optionsplayers.com. Greg, how do you like my pre-crime uh, analogy there? I Is like that, that pre-crime. Little pre-crime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, it, I think it's kind of political here, and I don't want to get into what is, but there is no free trading app. There's just zero commissions. Okay. The cost is built into it. So what I would want to know is I want to see the numbers on how much the average person would have paid if they paid for the trade versus putting that into the commission. So if I'm purchasing a stock that is costing me, say, $100, and I have to pay $0.10 on that trade, okay, that might be better than paying you know, $5 for the trade if I'm not buying a lot. You get what I'm saying? So I think it, it's 
kind of uh, it, it seems like it's a smart thing, but I never trust the government in anything they do um, <laughs> because, you know, it's the lowest bidder. I'm sorry. Um, but I mean, so what is the real effect? So we can't have free trading things. So and by the way, it's not just Robin Hood. It is Charles Schwab made more money in selling uh, order flow than Robin Hood, although they make less of the revenue comes from it. E-Trade, Ally Financial, Webull, TradeStation, Vanguard, you name it, they sell it. But they sell a very small portion. Most of their revenue doesn't come from that, while that is exactly what Robin Hood's revenue comes from. Uh, and they've been fined for it. Uh, I think it's what the other ones have done a better job is, is doing what's best for their company. So finding the best possible price for those shares. Say a company is trying to not do a hostile takeover, not a mer uh, what I mean is someone's trying to purchase a bunch of shares of one company, but they don't want to affect the price so much. They can go to a broker and say, hey, we'll pay a penny more than what the market is, right? So they go to that broker and instead of putting it on there, they're going to pay one over that. That's normally what was supposed to happen. And basically what it's became is we'll pay a little bit more. And Robinhood got fined for this, I think multiple times. I think one of them was like 1.5 million, maybe one was 15 million. But when you're when you're bringing in hundreds of millions doing it, what's a $15 million fine if that is the number? I think it was actually less than that. I think it was like 1.5 or something crazy uh, low. Uh, but now you do look at other countries such as Canada that does not allow this. Um, if you trade options in Canada, uh, prepare to pay for that um, uh, that or, or even stocks if you're trying to buy that hundred dollar stock and you're only buying one share which most people in robin hood aren't buying thousands and thousands of dollars they're buying onesies and twosies and uh thinking there's some day trader or something first off if you're on a robin hood you probably ain't that good of a trader okay second, <laughs> <laughs> second um I'm paying $2 to buy that $100 stock. What am I paying $2, you know, for the order flow? Are they adding $2 to my thing? So that's where I'm saying is what's the real numbers? We're not going to get that data. I promise you that if you think something is going to come out and they're going to be, this is what they're doing, okay? Maybe Robin Hood, it might be some lobbyists from other institutions and banks pushing Congress to knock out Robin Hood. That way they get you know, they can get in there. Now, I'm not a fan of Robinhood. Like I said, I think they make trading gambling. Their whole app kind of looks like a casino, like a slot machine. Um, and, you know, it's just not, I, I don't I don't think it's the best thing you should be using or do they look after their, uh, um, their customers, right? If you make a, if they make an issue or they make a, uh, what am I trying to say? If they make a mistake, Robinhood likely is not going to pay you back. If one of the other ones do, such as E-Trade or Charles Schwab, who also owns uh, TDA Ameritrade now, if they make it, they're going to most likely do what's right by that customer. Uh, if you can prove it, you know, like say you put in an order and they didn't trade it or something like that, they're going to reimburse you that. Robinhood is just going to say, hey, it's a free app. Um, and this so, is just like uh, what, you know, AOL CDs. 
those AOL discs got you on the internet that's right. That's right. through dial-up back in the day, but now internet, you know, you're born with an IP address basically. But, yeah. but all right, Greg, thanks for that pro that tip there. I think he really <laughs> likes Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs>
I knew you'd knew, know Flavor Flav, of course. <laughs> of course, course Public Enemy. Come on. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we asked Rob Isaac, who or Essig, who is the crypto chat moderator for OptionsPlayers.com, since he knows a thing or two about crypto and NFTs. And Rob said, crypto, well, he's explained this to me, so this is why I can explain to you, which is short for cryptocurrency, is a digital asset that can be used to buy items. So here's the thing. In addition, since it's a tradable asset, you can also trade it for profit, just like stocks and options. You need to treat crypto like a tangible item with value. So since using crypto to purchase certain items is only becoming like a regular thing now, most people have been trading it. So what's nice about crypto is there are so many platforms available that are user-friendly. So this includes both Coinbase and Qcoin, which are you know, some of his favorites. And for those that use Robinhood, they have the option to purchase select coins there as well. So the simplest way to buy crypto is to just transfer funds from your bank account into your trading account, similar to trading options. Now, from where you, from there, you need to pick a bank or pick your base currency. Okay. So that's Bitcoin, USDT, Ethereum. And then you choose the coin you want to purchase. It's actually kind of easy to do. I hope I explained it um, better. I don't know. I'm going to let you hit up this NFT part of it though. So NFTs are based upon crypto tokens. They're non-fungible tokens, meaning you can't spend them. And essentially they're assigned to digital art, which is sold for a set value on a currency platform of the crypto. Now these NFTs hold a lot of value depending on what you're looking for. There could be NFTs that hold special access to events by the coin maker, like a concert or an album. There are also NFTs that automatically give their own rewards each month, and there's standards of piece on standards of pieces of art that are sold. So yeah. there's a lot of elements to this. Lastly, there's NFTs that are 3D and moving art. Now, Sombra is a company I'm watching very closely who will be selling moving 3D art in the future. I personally uh, don't hold a lot of <laughs> NFTs, um, but a lot of people say their most valuable asset is an NFT. Uh, but by holding NFT as assets, it allows you to possibly resell them at a future. And just like you might collect art on your wall. Yeah. Now, as far as purchasing these NFTs, a website that we use for our own logo is OpenSea. And uh, OpenSea.io, it's a platform which has a large collection of items available for purchase. But each network that sells NFTs, they have their own marketplace, as well as like Solana Art. So keep in mind, once an NFT is created, there isn't another one like it, as it'll have a set of code that links it to its digital DNA back to that key. Right. So NFTs, they're continuing to grow. So take caution when buying and make sure you look into an NFT that can hold future appreciative value. And typically these are through trends. So that's the problem. The problem is, you like you buy a piece of art, you don't know if it's gonna hold value, how would you know? Yeah, the best art is from people that are dead. It's sad to say, okay? Listen, if you've got a question, we can probably find the answer. So you can always hit us up on social media at What's Next Wall Street or email us at wnw@optionsplayers.com. Hey, Georgia, do you remember when people like me on our Everything You Need to Learn About the Internet show? <laughs> 
said oh, not such a fun show. <laughs> said not to click on a Microsoft attachment in the 2000s. I remember that because scripts inside could infect your computer with the virus. Yes, I do remember that. Those were the days. Oh, so look at those days. what a cast of characters. <laughs> well, actually, there was just one character. The rest of us were just being ourselves. But I digress. Um, anyway, and so has he. <laughs> oh my gosh! Sorry, not sorry. Okay, go ahead. What were you saying? I'm sorry. I got lost. <laughs> well, these new days have to do with online and offline wallets to hold your crypto assets, which include those NFTs that we talked about in the last segment. We've got new NFTs as well, right? Can we talk about them? We, we got our new NFTs. We have our own new NFTs. Yes. That's right. The Options Players team has pushed new NFTs to the OpenSea website that you can purchase. We even got our own CryptoPunk emojis. I feel so cool. Now, look, look at this. these. <laughs> I love it. So this example is a little bit of art, each with its own unique code called the non-fungible token. So only one of these exists, a token for each of us. And, yes. And we look like ourselves. Dave's inspiration came from real life. Look at this. Wait, do you have this picture, Joe? You got to show this. Look at this. Yeah. Oh, and there's your little brother. I love it. Yeah, Dan and Dave. So there I am in the <laughs> 1980s with my blue and orange frog skin Oakleys, my slam mini truck that I made into a convertible, and of course... The Levi's bleach denim jacket. Had to have that. Yeah, even but my wait. little brother went along for the okay, ride stop. with his Oakley. We have to stop. <laughs> I never saw a convertible truck, although I'm waiting on one. What is this truck? This was the 90s. They made convertible trucks this then? Was, this was the late 80s, and I cut the top off. I took off the door handles. I made remote you control doors. You literally cut the top off yeah, of you, the truck. Yeah, you use a Sawzall. And then I bought these plastic panels that I could mate it. So it was a removable hardtop. If you see the window tent, it's kind of this drippy window tent. Um, Ferrari mirrors. <laughs> See these Ferrari mirrors what off to the wrong side. With you? Look at these mirrors. But my crazy? dad, he, we had a family truckster and I turned it into the family lowrider truckster. But what was key was there's no door handles. So when my dad couldn't figure out how to get into it anymore, he didn't borrow it as much. So I always had my truck. Okay, wait, slow down. I'm sorry. You literally, you did this yourself. You didn't take it to like some low riding place where they no, fixed car. I, you, you. I lowered it, cut the top off, took off the door handles, put in computer, con not computer, more like relays to control the doors. But I did have an alarm system so that this was clever. If you touched the remote once, the driver door would open. But if you held the, the button on the remote for two seconds, it would pop the passenger door. And that wow. really got dates excited for me to get the door for them without even being on that side of the car. You kind of had wing doors before <laughs> wing doors, right? That's crazy. Okay, right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just, so, this is crazy. Let's get back on topic though right, with okay. this. An online wallet is one that sits in the cloud. And just like the old Microsoft vulnerability, it can be taken over or transferred out by a bad actor with a bit of rogue software code. Okay. Now, what's happening these days is NFTs, which contain this rogue code, are showing up as gifts in some online wallets. So when you accept that gift, those NFTs begin a process of running a contract code to move other NFTs or tokens even on the same network out of the wallet into another one controlled by the hacker. This is like what's old is new again. You'd think we would have learned this. Right. This sounds like digital Trojan horse. It's crazy. I don't get it. Yeah, that's a great analogy. So to stop this, you need to not click on the incoming token, just like you wouldn't open an email from someone. That is unless you bought it. Now, this is an example of the NFT wallet industry not yet supporting antivirus or firewall of code rules that other industries depend on. Now, this will be fixed in time, but when is the big question? This is the Wild West. So if only these hackers use their minds for creating something new versus taking something and virtually stealing it. Get it? Because they virtually stole it. 
They are, and the people are losing hundreds of thousands of dollars. So thankfully, the community is getting together, though, to buy back these stolen NFTs as a group, sometimes at a discount, as the thieves need to fence them quickly to get them and the, the owner's friends. The rightful owners. Get them back to the rightful owners. Now, okay. worse, stolen assets can be locked. So our NFTs that are so sweet can be locked to not be able to be resold. Kind of like you brand a title on a car or had a bad review of a car in a Carfax report, and that devalues the car. Now, this is the Wild West of finance, so you got to watch out on this, but it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun, and nobody can steal our artwork because, like, who looks like this <laughs> and who looks like the, I mean, come on. I don't know. Okay, Dave, I consider myself the average consumer. I spend way more than I should on stuff I don't need. So the more I don't need it, the more I want it. Case in point, the Ford Bronco. Like you, literally the Ford Bronco is what you had in the late eighties. So I'm not even a Bronco enthusiast. I'm more of a Jeep kind of a Porsche enthusiast. Not like you. I mean, nobody's as bad as you, but so imagine my disappointment when I get up at four in the morning, just to order the brand new Ford Bronco. And over a year later, I still don't have the Bronco and there's nothing I can do. I can't offer more money. They won't take my money. There's nothing I can do. So Bronco production has been delayed because of hard top issues. So I'm a reporter by trade, right? So I have been on Ford's, I've been like a gnat on their butts about this. Apparently though, even if I had gotten my Bronco, I would have needed a replacement roof. And I've heard a zillion different stories about when those are going to be ready. Some say next month at the earliest. I even switched to the soft top, hoping that would help, but it hasn't helped so far anyway. So I was just told that my 2021 would now be a 2022 and I'm still waiting on a build date. And here's the real reason I am so upset. I ordered the Bronco when my son was 14 years old, thinking I get to drive it a year and a half and then pass it down to him. He'll be 16 in like three months. And now I'm gonna have to give him my brand new Ford Bronco. <laughs> That's terrible. But wasn't their slogan, quality is job one? Well, I guess that's before the supply chains tanked, like the evergreen, ever-given ship stuck yes. in the Suez Canal. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's not just Ford, though. I mean, just last month, Toyota revealed that they were slashing their global production of cars by 40%. Production delays began, you know, with the pandemic in 2020, but it's almost 2022. Can you believe that? And production in a lot of industries still seems stagnant from construction material to computer chips to your favorite breakfast sandwich at your favorite coffee shop. Why the hell can I get a breakfast sandwich at two o'clock? Um, what does this mean to consumers? I mean, rising prices on just about everything, of course, but also what does this mean to investors, okay, or for investors. Let's bring Greg Krause, lead instructor at optionsplayers.com on to answer this for us. So Greg, is this inventory shortage, you know, providing a buying opportunity in the stock market or no? What say you? Um, no, not really. Uh, and the main reason is, is although there is a shortage, um, I don't think it's the Broncos, not a big problem. So not for you, it's not a big problem. It's nothing. a big problem for me. Didn't you just hear the it's whole a big spiel problem for you? It's <laughs> not for investors. Um, okay. Ford sells trucks. Let's just say that Ford makes money on trucks. Ford will sell more trucks in one month than it will sell Broncos all year long. So I believe really how Ford goes is how their rollout of the new, um, how they take these trucks into the uh, EV stage, right? So how are they making these trucks uh, more electric, right? So how they do that, I think is gonna be um, 
way more important, right? So can they continue to sell the trucks? Um, the Bronco looks nice, there's no doubt, um, but really where does the money come in? What do they make their profit on? F-150s, yeah. yeah. F-150s. How does an F-150 cost more than the SUV that's on the S-150s frame? That's crazy. They're the same thing. You just chopped half the SUV off and sold it to me for 20000 more, right? So you know where the money's coming from. It's coming from trucks. Um, now, for the shortages, I believe uh, I got a bunch of family lives in Kentucky, and at the Kentucky Speedway, they just had tens of thousands of trucks just sitting there forever because they mm -hmm. couldn't get those semiconductor chips um, to, to finish and uh, kick those out. So I think now they got that handled. Um, so uh, it is what it is. About 90% of Ford comes from that. I now, I, 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 want, I got a bone to pick for Ford because I bought a bunch of Ford back in the day. I did sell it, so I don't, I'm not holding any, so just let y'all know. But um, back in the day, I meant like last year when it was down to like $5. Uh, and, then, and then it's all the way back up. I would have to check, but it's like $13, $14, so it's way up there. Um, it dropped its dividend, okay? So I believe once they start issuing that dividend again, you'll probably see a little bit of the cash flow go away and that price drop. Um, so beware of that, but also, you know, as an investor, you, you, you don't have to hate it. You're still making the same amount of money, but as the price drops, you're just getting that dividend to, to yourself. Uh, and I know they're, they just put, I don't know how many billion, I would have to look. I thought it was like 11 to $14 billion in four factories in Kentucky and Tennessee to produce all these new EV vehicles. So for that, I think uh, we're going to see the economy do a little bit better coming off of uh, COVID issues, hopefully. Um, and as more people start to uh, purchase more cars, uh, I think this semiconductor thing will go away. But um, I, I, the United States needs to start producing chips That's in the it. United States. Why don't we? That's I just thought, okay, you go. Why can't we produce? It's been a year. We've so had we, this issue for a year. Why aren't we producing our own chips? So we do have fabs or silicon foundries in the U.S., but they're just not made for inexpensive chips. Cars have so many thousands of chips for 30 computers, 40 computers in some vehicles. Think about it. A computer for the anti-lock braking, a computer for the door, another computer for running the multimedia system. And, and Greg's right, Ford just built an amazing factory for their electric trucks as well. Now, during the pandemic, I bought and sold two F-150s. And I love my F-150, but those are big trucks and those are the moneymaker for Ford. It's the number one vehicle sold, period. Yeah. Unbelievable. So I got an idea, though. How about we just take that SUV and the the Ford SUV? You do what you did. I know how to in cut the, 80s, the top off. And you give me a Ford Bronco. <laughs> we got it. All right, we can off. do this. <laughs> hey, we want to thank lead instructor at Options Players, Greg Kraus, for his information today. And uh, stick around. We might we might need you some more, Greg. No, we're done. The show is over. Actually. Oh, I meant Where for next week. Where were you this whole time? Oh, for next week. Okay. <laughs> Remember, if you've got questions, we can try to answer them. If we can't, we'll just bug Greg. And we would love to hear from you. So email us at wnw@optionsplayers.com, or you can hit us up on social media at What's Next Wall Street. You can always watch episodes of What's Next Wall Street on the Options Players YouTube page, or listen on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Speed Racer. And I'm George Alfredes. <laughs> See you next time on What's Next Wall Street. <laughs>
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. 